podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast presented by Red Raider Sports and part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And welcome back to the happy half hour. Um, I don't think I need to be like the quiet storm and have my voice deep like this. Y'all know what time it is. Pop open a cold one. I am right now sipping on some pineapple Ciroc. And I, I got some uh, Yingling flight to wa- to uh, finish it off as well. So I'm, I'm ready to get turned. Uh, so with us, the whole gang is here. So starting off with Miss Girl Power herself, that is Kenzie Garcia. What's up, Kenz? Uh, I've got my usual strawberry margarita cut water. I did not need to announce that there's two shots of tequila in it. Everybody is aware now. So you're welcome. Yeah, by this point, any anytime you're drinking something that's not liquor, you just assume that liquor's in there. Liquor, liquor, Correct. liquor's in the general Correct. <laughs> well, you also got I'm a right-hand man that is a producer extraordinaire, Dylan Smythe. What's up, Dill? What is up, everybody? Uh, I'm glad the gang is back together and, and very on brand for me. I'm drinking an IPA, so it's pretty much all I drink these days. You know, for no years. Shame. No shame in I my made, game. Well, for years, I made fun of Jeremy being a hipster while Dylan was in the background of the act, as the actual hipster. <laughs> being like, <laughs> <laughs> So with I since I announced Jeremy, he is here. The people champ himself. What's up, Jeremy? Dylan was watching me suffer, watching you decimate me time after time, just kind of like. <laughs> when it's uh, I wear that badge proudly. I wear that badge proudly. I'm as, I'm hip. I'm cool. Hey man, you, you are know? hip. You're cool. You, you jive. All the things. Anyways, um, I've been. about to say he's, because he's the last jive. Time, <laughs> because the last day he's not jive, Albie. You're jive. Um, because the last That's time. That's racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that? No. What are you talking about? Look, I can't get any room on this podcast before you guys start coming for me. Look, okay, back old-fashioned, because last time I had a beer, and then Dylan got mad at me, because he's like, you're always making old fashions, and then we have an actual drinking podcast, and you have a beer? So I made an old-fashioned. But I don't have any glasses, well, I, so I have a mug. I was going to say, I like when you have the glass with the big ice cube in it, but, you know. I got it. It's just, you know. Uh, I see the ice cube. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. That's right. That's right. So... I will say, you know who else is really good is the ladies of the women's basketball team. Each of them. Now, it's, by this time, by the time you listen to this, uh, everybody, it's been news for about a week or two now, right? Like it was on ESPN. Level 13 agency is paying every player on the Texas Tech women's basketball team $25,000 uh, to play. It's, it's equivalent to what the football team was getting. I think it's great. I think it's stupendous. Um, they're going to be able to build their brands in a desert. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's great for them. Uh, yeah, I, there are, I did see some, ne- some with everything that goes on Twitter, there's the obvious positive reaction, but then somebody has to ruin the fun for everybody. And so um, I think one, somebody was saying like um, this, some of the girls might make bad decisions of going somewhere just for the money. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this oh, yeah, and that that's life. Never before. Yeah. I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania right now. What do you think I moved out of here for? <laughs> the money. <laughs> for for Yingling, right? Yeah, that's. Well, Yingling's in Texas now, apparently. Well, not when he leaves there. for Yingling, and then Yingling yeah. comes to Texas. It <laughs> was, know, right? That's all we needed, people. 
<laughs> that's that's right. I'm actually trying to move back to Texas. So hey, that's the second Dylan told me he is in Texas. I'm like, boom, I'm back. I'm back. But yeah, I mean, Kenzie, what do you think about this? The the, the ladies of Texas Tech getting twenty five thousand dollars. I mean, first off, it's exciting because you know these girls are finally getting a chance to get paid some some good money. But second, like this is going to do wonders, I think, for the competitive level of the team. I mean, girls with good talent are going to be like, okay, well, I can go make 25K just for showing up. And now you have, you know, some help with your brand, some help with your marketing. I mean, there's there's women's athletes like Sedona Prince on TikTok. She makes like 500K a year. That's more than what WNBA players make. So if they have an opportunity to come here, play in a in a high level conference, play high level basketball and build their brands, it's a win for everybody. This is really interesting. Um, Kinsey couldn't be closer to the truth. I, I think that, you know, the interesting thing is that all the focus for the past couple of weeks has been, you know, the Matador Club, um, this big NIL collective that's one of the 10 biggest uh, in the United States right now, which I was reading a list and part of the, like number two on the list was that one lawyer from Florida, which is really funny. Um, But you think like the Matador Club's got this big initiative to give people money and we got the football team and that's kind of big, the big, okay, yeah, like football teams get paid and it's not just, so so Texas, it's just the O-line, 50,000. Okay, well, how about the whole football team plus the walk-ons, 25K, like how does that sound? And it's so much, there's such a larger breadth, right? But the thing for me when it came out was my first question, okay, well, what about other sports? Like, what about especially women's sports? And now seeing Level 13 kind of step up and say, you know what, we're not forgetting y'all, not one bit. And for, you know, Texas Tech women's basketball has a national championship. You know, they have uh, a history there. They've got a lot of women that they put women in the NBA. Um, You know, they're the second half to this. Like, the Womble Center is not just men's. It's women's. And so, like, there's this duality of programs. And I just really love seeing uh, Kirk step up, which nobody's really, it's the thing we we're talking about pre pod. Nobody's like really reached out to Kirk and been like, hey, man, tell us about this. You know, give us the insight on this and uh, we'll look into that. But, like, you know, this, it, it's, it's, it's awesome to see for the Lady Raiders program. And you were talking about it, Albie. Uh, you know, this is going to bring a lot of attention to women's basketball uh, for athletes, especially who are like, hmm, where, are, where do I want to spend my talents? Uh, Arizona or Lubbock and get paid. And so, you know, the, the things like that help help make decisions. And what would you say? Championship in, in our lifetime? Championship in the next couple of years? Oh, yeah, man. You know how, you know how <laughs> Aggie put whenever they hired, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Kimbo for to, to come over to... Uh, <laughs> Kimbo? <laughs> to Kimbo Slice? Kimbo. Yeah, whenever they, they, uh, they hired him to be the head coach, they were like J- Jimbo Fisher. Whenever they hired him to be the head coach, they just gave him and it's not championship and we're input like a blank year that's what that's that what this feels so like ridiculous it was just ridiculous <laughs> as hell i wouldn't actually advise anybody to actually do that but that's what this feels like it feels like oh well a national championship is coming right like i don't know Dil- dylan's the, probably the most outside when it comes to this rather right? not, not a huge follower of the women's basketball team so as a, as an outsider what do you think about just hearing if the ladies are, are getting this money yikes called out um but you're not wrong um I just think something we had talked about off the podcast, and I'm not talking about politics here, but Texas Tech in general is just the athletics department is very conservative. So when when NIL first started to happen, I was really worried that we would fall behind. I was really worried we would fall behind because I didn't have a lot of faith in the athletics department to be pioneers of 
the, the world of the NIL department. And to see that list, I think we ended up at number eight, was just a really refreshing surprise. And seeing them embrace the Matador Club, seeing them embrace Level 13 and, and getting these women paid. You know, for, for the men, I don't think it's as, it's obviously not as, as, as significant as it is for the women's basketball team because a lot of schools are paying their, their men football players. I don't know how many schools, and maybe you guys could tell me, how many schools are paying their women basketball players. That has to be few and far between. So Kenzie says one. So, I mean, that, that speaks to how big of a deal this is compared to other NIL deals that are in place. So, and I think it puts Texas Tech women's basketball in a really great position going forward. And, 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 the athletics department as a whole, just embracing NIL was, it, it's very refreshing to me. It's not something I expected Texas tech to do right out of the gate. So I, I'm well, pleasantly surprised. Well, I'll say this, like, so this for me, when the, when the, when the men got the $25,000 for the football team, I think it really set us apart from that middle tier, right? From the Baylor's and the, the Oklahoma States. And, and the main reason why coach Carrington from TCU was crying so much on, on, on Twitter was because TCU is not going to be, not going to do that. Like they're just not going to be able to do that. It's not really going to separate us from the Texas and Oklahoma's and the LSU's because the Texas alignment are getting hundred K right. Like, so it's not going to really do that, but it's going to separate us from that middle tier, the big 12 tier, if you will, of, of saying like, you can go to Baylor or you can go make $25,000 over in Lubbock for the women. However, for the Texas women's basketball team, like Kenzie said, we're the only ones doing it, and other schools aren't going to. So now this doesn't just set us apart from the middle tier. This sets us apart from everybody. Aliyah Chavez is the number one uh, player for Lubbock. She's in Lubbock. She's from Lubbock, Texas. Plays for I think she plays for Monterey, Monterey High School. Um, I could be wrong. Somebody, somebody yell at me if I'm wrong there. But she plays for Monterey. But she's she's coming for she she could potentially be the number one player in the class of 2025. Right, she's getting scholarships from UCLA, from Stanford. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Gino Ariema is going to come out and look out for her and say, "Hey, you should come to UConn. She's good." I've, I, we, you've been hearing about her since seventh, eighth grade. Now, I mean, already you were saying, "Oh, well, she should probably try to go to Tech," so because she's in Lubbock, and also the Tech women have arguably the best facilities in the country on the women's side because thankfully when we made the Womble Center we didn't separate the women out of it like a lot of other programs do we said women y'all have just as much access to the center as the men do so we already have that going for us and one of the reasons why um, our recruiting has been a lot better lately now they're getting paid so somebody like Leah Chavez I don't need to leave Lubbock Texas to get paid have access to the best facilities and win games like I don't need to do that like that the win games part is the last step Right, like that's the last thing that the, the the women's team needs to do is they need to win games. But they already got the first two going, so you're already getting paid, and you have the best, one of the best facilities in the country. Like it's, I I truly believe this isn't just set us apart from the middle pack. It's set us apart from everybody. Now Texas recruits and Baylor recruits and 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 Arizona and Stanford and those recruits now have to look at Tech and say they got to be somebody I got to look at because I can get paid over in Lubbock. Forget what y'all well, talking talk- about. I can get paid, and that's half of yeah. that's real, before, real quick, Jeremy. That's half of a WNBA rookie rookie contract. That's half of it. Like that's so that's what I'm saying. So it's it's like Baylor's not putting up that money. They're not gonna put. They're not gonna put up that money. They're not put up 25k per. They're just gonna say, hey, we're Baylor. You should come here anyway. And that's gonna set us apart. Jeremy, go ahead. Yeah, and so something uh, you know went to the women's open practice, uh, and we're missed that I had to miss it last week. I was just so busy at work. Um, you know, Coach Blanette Pearson, Coach P was saying the big thing for her coming to, you know, leaving uh, the spot that she had in the WNBA and coming back down to college, you know, to coach at the collegiate level at Texas Tech. 
the Womble Center. Like for her, the Womble Center meant so much because, you know, in the, we've seen the men's side. You got all like the, it's all like, hey, here's all the athletes that um, have come before you. Here's the, you know, cool video board, blah, blah, blah. The women's side uh, is the one with the national championship banner. The women's side is the one that has all of like Candy Whitaker, Krista Gerla, Cheryl Swoops, Carolyn Thompson. It's like, look who came before you. And Coach P, when she was talking to the news, like pointed up to it and said like, this is what makes a difference for girls in Lubbock um, who want to see who came before. Like, th- th- it is possible. It is not something like, hey, we're going to try, you know, it's not Texas Tech football saying, hey, we're going to get a national championship. We're going to go get us one of these. Um, it's, it's us saying, hey, we've done it before, and we're going to do it again. And seeing, like, I think there's how many, I think there's five coaches on the staff right now who have played tech, who are, are women's basketball alumni. Like that in itself, the culture that's beginning is incredible. For level 13 to come in and create this financial foundation for it, you get to have, like Aliyah Chavez can think about, okay, I could stay at home, you know, and I could make money that might be able to help my family or help me, and I don't have to leave Lubbock. And I can stay at a program that has like this, has a tradition, has a legacy. And so that is just so huge because you know these other programs are going to have some kind of incentive, right? You know, you get a degree from this place, you get a degree from you get to, we'll stipend you this way. But Lubbock is like, you know what? We're going to give you cash money in your pocket. (laughs) And you get to play at a a university that has tasted a national championship. And like, I, I cannot say, I cannot like emphasize how I think close this we're we're sitting on a time bomb of fandom with the men's side it's very obvious that used to be flipped right i mean back when women's program was in its height like the the usa was filled up for women's sports for women's basketball and it's like we are just waiting for the opportunity to do it again and so this is just an incredible first step i cannot be more excited uh for the basketball program where they're headed how they built themselves up the, the recruits they're getting in before that deal that girl out of uh north in north the north panhandle dude she's a bucket She's incredible. I can't think of her now because I had one-fourth of an old-fashioned. Um, but she's a bucket. And it's like, okay, now it's like, hey, I'm going to pay you to be here. Uh, I know you were bought in, but now I'm going to pay you to be here. It just opens up. It's a giant funnel. We've, we've made our little funnel that much wider. And people like Aaliyah Chavez, who have all of these, all of these, I mean, everybody in the world wants her to come play. There's something about playing at home, you know, that makes a difference. I just want to Absolutely. interject here. I, I'm billed as the lightweight of our group, and Jeremy just admitted to feeling some kind of way after a fourth of us. Just saying. Just saying. I'm trying to. I'll see you and change the narrative. I'll see you in Raleigh. Okay, I'll see you in Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The end of that video oh, is no. really going to tell uh, who, who's I'll the be, lightweight, right? I'll be out. I'll be sleeping. <laughs> but, well, I will say this real quick before we get off this topic. I will. I am going to be glad. Uh, when it does happen and we do win a national championship and I get to go out and get a t-shirt of the national championship from home field apparel at homefieldapparel.com. Uh, that is what, I mean, everybody that was in Mississippi state just got a nice, uh, uh, not Mississippi state, sorry, South Carolina just got a nice, nice national championship t-shirt on home field apparel. Uh, Texas Tech got one on the men's side for their, just for, just for being, making the tournament being so good. Right. So I want to get a national championship, uh, t-shirt, well, for the women's side, when they win it, and uh, I'll be able to use my code toward takes15, that's T-A-K-E-S, uh, sorry, takes12, my apologies, I'm getting my, my code mixed up, takes12, T-A-K-E-S, <laughs> one, two, um, to get 15% off my first order, takes12, to get that national championship t-shirt that's coming, but even before then, get one of the good stuff that we have on there on homefieldapparel.com. So, 
Um, when we are on rally, guys, um, we're just coming up. For those that don't know, we 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 taking a trip. We taking a group trip out to Raleigh, North Carolina, to watch our Texas Tech Red Raiders play NC State, uh, and it's gonna be fun. Um, I think we have an Airbnb set up. I'm pretty sure, right? And but the thing about it is, is we we had this conversation before booking this Airbnb, and actually Jeremy made a face, and I don't know if we have an Airbnb set up, but we had it. We had a uh, conversation about it, and I, 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 let me tell you this right now: I'm on side Airbnb suck. Okay, Airbnb suck. I, I don't. I think the whole value of Airbnbs was that they were supposed to be the cheap option. You get to live in a house, you're not like a hotel, and now they're expensive as hell. Airbnbs, Verbo, whatever you want to like, they're expensive as hell. I don't like them, you know. Uh, uh, K- Kenzie, I think you also brought this up. I, you, you, t- you know what, Kenzie, you got gripes with Airbnb, so I want to hear your gripes before I go deeper into mine. Well, first off, this is like this is breaking news that no one here knows yet about this Airbnb. The Airbnb got canceled on us. Our Airbnb is canceled, so we're gonna have to find another one. What? And here's, I know, I know. So here's here's my gripe. Is that when Airbnb first started, this is supposed to be just like, you know, for for couch surfing and finding a spot that was cheap with like somebody with good vibes. And like, you know, we're gonna have to pay a hotel price. Now we're at the point where it's like these people are just trying to like side hustle and buy up cheap houses and charge out to Wazoo for renovations. They did and went to Lowe's with like a couple grand and painted some cabinets. These people are not like equipped to run businesses. They're just not like they could. I mean, this guy is just canceling on us out of nowhere because he probably got in over his head. Doesn't have anybody to clean it. Who knows what? It had like one review on it. Like the these people are just they're, they're not prepared. And that's the problem is that if Airbnb is going to do this and we're going to be this, they're going to be this huge company with all these houses like they got to vet these people. They got to make sure they're going to run it right before they approve them and let them get listings up because people like us get screwed and at this point hotels are becoming cheaper i don't have to pay 500 dollars in cleaning fees and then also do the dishes strip the sheets and throw the towels in the laundry like come on that's, sign up for my, chores. that's my biggest gripe with airbnb is the amount of things you have to do before you can leave right like it, it just becomes yeah like a, a list of chores it's like okay this is this is kind of ridiculous. And then you touched on my biggest issue with Airbnb, and this is probably a little high level for a, uh, a happy hour, but it's essentially destroyed the housing market for people like yeah. me who just came into money, who could maybe afford something. No, no chance. And it's because all these second homeowners who are trying to get their Airbnb hustles going. Hey, you know, that's a really good point about destroying the housing market as, as, like the housing already, like housing was has been booming since the last year or so, and luckily it's coming back down. But I think that also is what's been hurting it a lot too, right? Is that every these the one percenters are like, oh, well, I can just buy a bunch of houses instead of just doing this and rent it out by the day. And and in my head, um, one percenters all are oil barons, um, oil tycoons. <laughs> they're they're but, all foghorn <laughs> lakehorn. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all oil tycoons out of Odessa, but. Um, you know, I can I can go ahead and sell to these poor people on a daily that's trying to party out and rally North Carolina. That's that's what I think, and so that's that's um yeah I I uh, so I've gone back to being team hotel. I'm all about the hotels. I travel quite a bit for work, and I'm in a hotel almost every single time. It's nice. I don't got to worry about it being gross or what if they didn't clean it properly or nothing like that. I can just you know I have the comfortability of of my hotel. 
and you are employing people in the area, right? Clean the rooms, cook the food, oh, great all point. of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, creating yeah. jobs, people. Yes, yeah. go. What's I, funny I is that so. there's an article from 26. <laughs> you stop yourself, Abby. Yeah, there that's, was, that's uh, why. I, that's why I do it. <laughs> that's exactly why you do it. It's. No, here's the thing: is that it's like a, it's a, uh, it's a second. You don't even think about it, but you are helping employ people in the area by going to a hotel. There was an article from 2016. Is Airbnb destroying communities by taking away housing? That's nuts. 2016. Here we are in 2022. Guess what? The answer uh, was yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, uh, someone was ahead of the times there. Someone saw this yeah. coming. Yeah, it says. Uh, it says in theory, um, does oh gee, I just I just scrolled too far. Oh. Hold on, give me a second. That old fashioned, too much old fashioned. Too much old fashioned. Dang it. Uh, in, in theory, does it? Uh, does the Airbnb uh, destroy community by removing rental properties from long-term rental market, placing them in a short-term uh, rental market, becoming unfairly uh, competitive with this guy's English is terrible. I'm doing my best. Uh, becoming unfairly competitive with uh, new homeowners. So this this is 2016. Very, let me tell you something. I was I, you had me. I was very engaged until you tried to read that quote. And now I'm now I'm off. <laughs> I should I should put you have me on the first half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I should put a screenshot of this. It's very poorly. Uh, there's typos in here. It's really hard to read. This person has yeah, two old goggles. I don't even remember. Your, I don't even remember your point anymore. Like it's, it's, it's still its point. Whatever. Right. Well, okay. So to piggyback on what Jeremy kind of just read, um, you know, <laughs> the apartment rental house, uh, market. So I'm moving next next week into a new apartment. I don't even want to tell you what I'm paying for. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I could probably rent a house for the same price, but no one's renting houses long term anymore because they're always they're renting out by the week. Dang, Dylan's making money. You see this? That's all I'm no, hearing. Is no, that, I'm spending it money. Was, it was the first Triple H, right? Take the money or the happiness. That's Dylan right. Don't take the money. Stay tuned. Was supposed to know that was about me, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dylan, I'm halfway through my old fashioned. They I have knew. no filter anymore. They knew. They, That's right. They yeah. knew. You came I, I in three reveal. different times. Nah. I'm, I'm not too worried anyone from my employer is listening. I will gladly reveal myself. And if you are, what's up? <laughs> Just embrace You got it. me. Congratulations. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, that's, that's that's all I'm hearing is that Dylan, let me hold a dollar, okay? Let me, uh, oh, shit. Let me hold a dollar. So the moral of uh, the story is now I have to rebook an Airbnb. So there you go. Thanks. Dang it, Airbnb. Airbnb. We're, we're, go, we're getting hotels. Screw them. No, because hotels, <laughs> because we have to get like, yeah. Because we got to get four I'll of them. Yeah. yeah. I'll share a bed with least, you, Let's go. Or at least two. Yeah, yeah. At least two. I'll really sleep on a couch. If we do two, that means just Kenzie gets her room and then like the three of us are like frat boy. <laughs> 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 I'm bringing a tent. How no, I've been happen here. Is, it ain't no thing. Well, what'll happen is, is that like we'll go out for drinks, and like the three of us will be just hungover as hell on a Sunday night or on a Sunday morning, and then Kenzie will just be bright eyed. She's like, "Oh, I do this every day. What are you? What's, what are you talking about? Y'all hungover? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's three just another, it's just over. another Sunday. Yeah, this is, this is yeah. you know." I haven't. I don't even know the last time I really like. This is what three kids will get you. I don't know the last time I've really like went out drinking, drinking. The other day I was passed out because I ate too much pizza. Okay, that's uh. 
<laughs> I gotta say, as like a, I'm approaching 30, and man, hangovers have just gotten so real for me. Um, it used to really not be a problem, but now it's like if I'm drinking and I'm drinking heavily, I make it a point to drink water. Um, like, I, like I am preparing for the next night while I'm binge drinking because hangovers are just ridiculous at this age. You know what's funny about turning 30, Dylan, is that the second you turn 30. Uh, things just kind of stop working. It's really interesting. Like almost the day I turned thirty, my knee started cricking, and then like like my back started hurting even more. And like it's like nah, no, it's all in my head. head. Like in my head, I was like ah, oh, it's all in my head. Like it's just because uh, I turned thirty. Ah, <laughs> and then like things just happened. Like I was like, wait, why am I? <laughs> why is this so much harder for me to like run on this treadmill? Like why is this? This you is you might just need a new office chair. Is what that Stop sounds like. Running. Why are you running? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, running's well, one, for idiots. Running you is have running. no reason to run, my brother. <laughs> well, I usually play basketball. That's the main reason why I run. Um, I'm walking yeah. down the court. There's well, no okay. I, I'm not. I'm not 30 yet, but I can't play basketball anymore because I constantly hurt myself when I play basketball. It's part of my fault. Like I don't know. Something about basketball just gets me juiced up. Like I, I, I have one speed when I play basketball, and I hurt myself, so I just can't do it anymore. Benefit of joining. Okay, speaking of basketball, benefit of joining being 30. You are now old enough for old man basketball league, so I'm planning on joining one, an old man basketball league. And that's pretty exciting. Like that is. I don't. That is pretty I don't. Exciting my, being, my game doesn't fit in old man basketball. Oh no, it's perfect. Like being I can't a 30, shoot. Being a 32 year old. Being, being a 32 year old in old man basketball, I feel like is just going to be like you're the you're the young buck. You're the <clears> you know you're you're the the spry. You know I'm 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 Paolo Bancaro out here. <laughs> okay, this brings up a good point. So. My dad is in his 60s. He plays basketball every Sunday with the same group of guys. And every Sunday he begs me, if I'm in town, every Sunday he begs me to come play basketball with this group of guys. Uh, Father's Day this year happened to be on a Sunday. I was in Austin. He's like, Dylan, you're coming to play basketball with me. It's like, dang it. Okay. I, I really, you know, I have to. It's Father's Day. I yeah. went out. We played three on three um, with the group. of. They're all 60 or 60 and older. I was gassed after three games. Absolutely toasted. Like the and of course, like I can't shoot. All of them can shoot because no one really wants to play like super aggressive defense. So it was it was a mess. I was very embarrassed. Um, yes, I don't know if old man basketball is going to work for me. Moral of the story. Um, well, see, I can't. Uh, I'm, I, I so I go to LA. Sometimes I'll go to LA Fitness to play basketball. I can't. I can't do that anymore. Right, I'm tired of these like 17 year old high schoolers that are like jumping out of the gym and like dunking and like getting on D1 scholarships. I don't, the guys, like, we're, it's LA Fitness. Why, why are y'all trying to yeah. fight over a foul call? Like, I just want to, can I just get my cardio in? That's what this is for. <laughs> okay? I'm just trying to complete this my rings, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this, this is cardio. All right. Hey, you know what that reminds me, though, Dylan, of the old man basketball? Did y'all, did y'all play intramural basketball at Tech? Let me. Oh, stop. Okay. Do you know my Do you know my basketball story? My middle school basketball story. No. Okay. No. Let me get this out before oh, I get into conversation at all. You okay? Don't remember, dude. Are these I, so hours? I went to go. <laughs> uh, this is not dramatic. This is just really funny. So I tried. So you know, I grew up in. Uh, I grew up in the inside of the loop in Houston. So I tried to play basketball in middle school, and I went to the tryout team, and I was probably the lightest complected player out there. And uh, when I walk out there, we're just doing shoot arounds and I'm like trying to shoot the ball a couple times. I'm just waiting for the ball to come here. It's 30 kids out, 30 middle schoolers trying to get the ball. Uh, coach, um, God, what was his name? 
Golly, I can't remember because I think about this. <laughs> what I was about to say. <laughs> hey, it's an important so, to the story. <laughs> this it, no, so this was a this was a very large um, ex. Like he was in Desert Storm. You know, came back to he's coaching in basketball or coaching in middle school now. Um, but big, burly man, big, muscular man. And he walks up behind me. So I'm a small, skinny, lanky kid, and he is casting a shadow inside. And he's like, he said, but so we're doing, oh, stop, stop, stop. We're doing, we're doing like tryouts and we're just shooting the ball around before tryouts start. And he walks up behind me and he goes, Jeremy, this isn't your sport. And I turned around and looked up at his 6'5 self and I said, <laughs> You're right. And I walked outside and I never played basketball after that. <laughs> That's what we're... So I have so never... <laughs> so I have never played... Inter- <laughs> I have well, not. Also because, also because I like know where you're from. So that makes this story yeah. so much better. <laughs> I don't think he cared. I don't think he cared whether I could play basketball or not. I just did not fit it. I did not fit Here's- the... <laughs> Ken- Kenzie, could you find us an Airbnb with a basketball court? I was going to say, no, we're going to have to play two on two and just get all this out of the way. Let's put it in the video. Jeremy, just like bouncing a basketball like Stanley from The Office. Y'all are like Michael. This kid, this guy was played D1 ball and he can't even play basketball. Y'all be so upset. Basketball's oh. just jazz. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what's funny about him coming up to you and being like, no, nah, come on, white boy, get out of here, is that the most embarrassing moment I had at the wreck at Tech was actually I defended Marshall Henderson um, in a game at the wreck, <laughs> which, my, man, that's so – and also the thing about Marshall is that, like, he uh, he not only is really good, but he talks so much shit. Like, he talks a lot of shit and yeah, tells you how so. bad – he tells you how bad you are. Like he tells you just how, but like, like, like I, like after he, I felt like scored every single point of his team's basketball. I don't know how true that is. Maybe he only scored six, but if you ask me, he scored all fifteen. Um, how tall are you, Albie? I'm six two. According okay. to my doctor, so, I'm six so, two. So we, That's what he said. So when you play, because uh, I wanted to ask everybody this: when you play pickup basketball, like what role do you fill? Like I'm a big. I, I play like forward. You I'm know, I'll post you up. Well, first of all, pickup basketball. <laughs> there's no positions everybody just goes out and plays so i just pick no, the but guy you play to your strengths yeah, I just, I just, if your strengths are being tall then yeah i just i just no honestly nowadays i just pick the puffiest looking guy out there that won't make me run <laughs> <laughs> as much as yeah i'll take him i'll take yeah, him yeah, and he points to jeremy take <laughs> <laughs> it oh no no, Jeremy's way too athletic looking for me. I would definitely not pick Jeremy. I'm like, I'm picking the person. I, I would agree. Who is, Just at a glance, I would think it's he'd the sleeve. Be good. I'd be like, oh shit, he's got a sleeve I and mean, he's a shooter. Oh, he's yeah, got tattoos. He got the tattoo sleeve. He's, athletic, he's athletic looking. Like, uh-huh, like I'm, I'm running. You know, yeah, exactly. Like that's my like. And, and there's even been times before a pickup game. I'm like, bro, like, let's we're not we're not about to do this, right? We're just. Listen, I'll let you. We're gonna you're, play you're in a creating half court. a truce with the guy next to you. Before the, I've done this, I've done this many times. Like I'm like, bro, y'all, we understand each other. Like we're not about to do this back and forth, right? All right, bet, cool. Let's 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 move on. All right, I'll defend you in a half court, but bro, I'm not I'm not running. I'm not fast. I'm not no fast breaking, no cherry picking. We're good here, right? But uh, I was gonna say though, at Tech and intramurals, there's always there was used to be this old man team of professors. Um, and if you're listening to this pod and you did intramurals, you've seen this old man team play. They, I hope they're still there. It used to be a bunch of professors of the 10 man team. Nine of them were like over the age of 50. Um, and they were playing like, uh, they used to play like very old school underhand, like stuff that you would see in like black and white videos type of basketball, but they would whoop everybody. 
my intramural team played them, I think, my junior year. And we lost to them in like the second round of of uh, of intramural playoffs, and they blew us out. They beat us by like thirty or forty. They killed us because it was just like organized, fundamental pass, 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 shoot basketball. And I'm like, what is this? Who? Why is Greg Popovich your coach? I don't understand this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> and they and they had one guy, but I think it was son of somebody who was like our age, but could jump out the building. So anytime they needed like athleticism, then it was that one like long haired. You know, six foot five white guy that could just dunk and hit threes. And it was like, okay, well, there's your LeBron. So it's like if LeBron played with like Bill Russell, well, maybe not Bill Russell, that's insensitive. But if LeBron played with Kareem Abdul Jabbar now, that's what it felt like. And it was, uh, I, I yeah. wish, I wish I knew what it felt like to dunk. That, that must be awesome. I've I wish before. I knew what it felt like to dunk. You could dunk. I've done, I've done, I'm, no, I'm no, six no, no. feet and no, I can't no, no, jump no. very high. So I cannot dunk now. I have dunked before. Well, you could. Yeah. <laughs> Like mm. even in no, like no, no, my, no. my 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 prime, out. I could not dunk. No, no, no. I have dunked before. There's a, a complete difference between I could dunk and I have dunked before. All right. Well, yeah, are you talking about like, uh, Are you talking on like the little the little rim and the pool? No, no, no. Dunked I, on? I've dunked on a ten foot goal before, but like a few times in my life. <laughs> like, like still, a train like I want to know. Or, like, <laughs> I want to know how that feels. Like you're taking that for granted, even like. At my peak, you know, I just never, I could never even scratch the surface of dunking. I don't even, it doesn't even have to be on somebody. I just need to be above the rim for once in my life. That would be cool. All of us white men collectively put our athletic prowess into Mac McClung. And then yes. the rest of us have to just watch that beauty happen, right? If, if, if you've ever heard that phrase, Albie, white men can't jump. Yes. You know what's funny? But in the movie, he didn't really jump. He just was a really good basketball player. But like he didn't he wasn't it was like he was dunking on everybody. He didn't so they still rain true. Like he was just a good Larry Bird didn't wasn't a, the most athletic guy. Like he was just he's really good at the sport of hey, basketball. That's, that's that's really all it is. Um we did have one more we other topic. topic here. No, I mean, the last thing we have to say is, and really just a straight comment, but football season is almost here. Um, I'm very excited about football season. We are, what, three weeks away from um, three weeks away from August 27th, which is the first week of or week zero, I think, of the football season, which should be pretty exciting. Um, So just one statement from each of you, how excited you are for college football season to finally be here I'll be uh, the, the the Debbie Downer of the group. I just I need Texas Tech fans to pump the brakes a little bit. I, I just need y'all to chill. Like I I believe Joey McGuire is going to turn this thing around, but I think the way some of the attitudes are going into year one is just a little scary. You're setting yourself up for heartbreak, Texas Tech fans. The schedule's tough. Um, but all that being said, now let's let's squash all that. All that being said, I am. Very excited about Texas Tech football going forward. I think Zach Kitley is going to bring excitement on the offense. I'm I'm optimistic about Tim DeRuiter. I'm optimistic about all these things. I just think this year we need to limit our expectations just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm just trying to save Texas Tech fans from our typical heartbreak. But that being said, I'm very excited for football. I believe in the staff. I believe in this team. I think we're going to get this thing going in the right direction. Just don't expect it to be immediate. How pissed are you if you're Joey McGuire and you see this non-conference schedule? Like, this is probably the tough. This is actually, I think, legitimately the toughest non-conference schedule maybe ever. Like, <laughs> well, and then our first, like, our first six weeks are just brutal. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're wild. Uh, uh, Jeremy, what you what you got for your comments for college football season? 
Hey man, we <clears throat> I, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad that we get to play football in a couple of weeks. Um <laughs> man, the more people we talk to from like the more previews we've done from like other schools, that's been rough, dude. They're like everybody's super excited. They got all this like big talent coming in. I'm like, man, I'm excited too. Um I'm excited that we have a new coach. How good is that? Uh I'm excited that we have lots of money now. That's pretty cool. Um somebody's gonna play quarterback. That's great. Uh here's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm with Dylan on, like, I think we need to pump the brakes. Everybody's getting super excited because, you know, Albie, the people we've been talking to, uh, like, Brett and stuff, like, McGuire is such, he's that dude. Like, he's going to charm everybody he talks to. He's got that, he's got that charisma. Um, he's got that, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> he got that dog in him. You see the x-rays. I saw the um, x-ray, yep. <laughs> we saw the x-rays. Uh, I'm excited for the future. I, I'll tell you what I'm excited about for this season. I'm excited. So I looked at the tickets available for the first game, and there are not many tickets left, uh, like in the lower and upper bowls. Um, and so it's just like I actually bought some. But um, I'm excited to see what McGuire's, like, ex the excitement does for filling the Jones up, more or less. Because I think when we had, you know, Matt Wells, he was an out-of-Texas guy. We talked about Brett with that. You know, he wasn't a Texas guy, so... It was just kind of mediocre, kind of B-level excitement. Just like, hey, we got somebody different. Uh, this could be uh, this could be different. You know, with Kingsbury, it was okay. The, he's coming back, and there was a lot of excitement early on, right? And so we had that 7-0 start that, you know, Cliff loves to do. He loves to have ridiculous starts and then just fail miserably. Um, with McGuire, I think he's engaged fans really well. He is like, he's probably been the most engaging for fans of any coach we've had. Uh, and he's just very aware of what it takes. He's a, he's a high school coach. And so he's doing everything he can to get everybody involved. He is, he's actually concerned about, you know, the atmosphere around the football team. And so I'm just excited to see what this season, how the response is this season. Um, I don't really care what our record is. I know it's going to be fun regardless. Piggybacking off of Jeremy's last statement there, this is the ultimate year to embrace the win or lose, we booze attitude because some nights it, it, it might suck. Some nights it might be fun, but either way, if you're drunk, you're going to have a good time. That's going to be my approach to this year because, like you guys said, the non-conference schedule is going to be brutal. Conference is always brutal, but there's, there's things to look forward to. There's reasons to be optimistic. It might not be this year. It could be this year. Who knows? But... At this rate, I just I just want to see improvement. I just want to have fun. If we could pack the Jones this year, that that's all I ask for is that the home atmosphere returns to former glory. If if Coach McGuire can do that and then capitalize that on that years to go a couple years from now, you know, forward, I I think that's what's most important this year. And packing the Jones even when the season's not going our way, I think that's the that's the thing. That's right. what separates. I'll give this. Nebraska, it's fun to make fun of Nebraska uh, because they've been really bad. But those fans pack that stadium regardless. They're always there. Three and nine, they'll pack the stadium. They don't care. And so that's that's admirable. Like, I, res I really respect that. But at three and nine, they'll be like, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to support you. We're going to give you that home field advantage, even though you're not going to do anything with it. Right? The difference is I do think that if – excuse me. I think we don't beat Iowa State if we don't have a, a, the, the crowd we had at that game. Like, we don't have the crowd we had at that game last year with Iowa State. We don't win the game. And so that's really important. So absolutely pack the Jones. I'm really excited for college football in general. Like, I just love – I've been watching Canada football lately just because I – August comes and you're like, I need this ball. I want it. I need it. I need it. 
Like I'm getting it's like, low key I'm, entertaining, actually. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of is, um, uh, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I need I need real I need real football. So, uh, but it's exciting. It's almost here. I'm I've already down my Ciroc. I'm I'm on to my Yang Lang now. So um, it's it's time to get up out of here. So for for Kenzie, for Dylan, for Jeremy. What? No, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Hold on. Hold on. One last thing we talked about in our meeting. If you're still listening at this point in the podcast, oh, uh-huh. you're obviously a big fan of tortillas and takes. And if you're a big fan, do us a giant solid. Subscribe either either on Apple Podcasts or or Spotify. And then while you're on those things, please leave us a review. Like there, I can't understate how important it is to us as a podcast, our business, all the things. So if you're if you're a true fan of tortillas and takes, please leave us a review. Okay, go ahead, Albert, get us out of here. I can remember to leave us a leave us a uh, uh, a review. That just means that his drink is very weak. So <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> for Kenzie, for Dylan, for Jeremy, this is Albie. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.